everybody. My name is Tony Barnes. I'm a father, husband, realtor with Keller Williams Pinehurst, professional musician, ambassador for Military Foundation, Camp Resilient North Carolina, and corporate leader for Patriot Foundation. I've always been fascinated by people. Everyone I meet, I try to hear as much of their story in whatever brief moment in time we share. Even the most average-seeming human could have a captivating story. This show is about unlocking the stories of the people that I've been fortunate enough to meet and those whose names have positively influenced the communities they serve that maybe I haven't met yet, but can't wait to. This show is simply called More or Less with Tony Barnes. Moore is in Moore County, the beautiful southern North Carolina community that many of us call home. And because some of these stories need to be shared much more. Less, as in less serious, lighthearted conversations with one-of-a-kind humans about how they do more. Well, uh, let's see. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, my name is Tony Barnes. We've got Frank uh, Daniels, the executive producer here. That's me. Uh, and we also have our guest today. Mr. Bobby Hancock, jack of all trades. Uh, you know, I had to write this down because, I mean, this guy really is. I work hard, and people give me the compliment sometimes that, you know, one of the hardworking uh, people in Moore County, but I'll, I'll tell you that's a lie because Mr. Bobby Hancock is the hardest working uh, individual in all of Moore County. This guy is senior IT systems engineer with SAIC for 17 years, graphic designer, marketing, social media management specialist. He's a luxury real estate photographer and licensed commercial drone operator he does that with my real estate business and several around town uh very sought after for that he does a great job uh also musician professional musician plays with multiple instruments and sings with three-time best of the pines best local musician group whiskey pines and has uh you know moonlighted a little bit in my bands over the years when we played in carowinds and uh back in my heyday uh when i was much younger you know, much younger man I still didn't have hair, but you know, I was younger. We certainly got around, that's for sure. That's right. So Bobby's been here for a long time, uh, well known in the community, does a lot of things around here. So uh yeah, Bobby, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a little history of uh I guess maybe start with what you started with your, your full time gig here, uh with SAIC. Yeah, I've lived in Moore County my my entire life. Uh you know, I, I never I never had the want to to get out of the county when everybody else was graduating high school and couldn't wait to get off to college or get on starting their life in another state or something. I always really enjoyed North Carolina. Not specifically Moore County, but just more North Carolina, but ended up staying in Moore County. Um, but yeah, I, I started off uh, I started off working. I didn't start off in IT. I, I had no idea that's what I wanted to do when I was when I graduated. I was, was like a lot of kids. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I, I never went to college. Um, I got out of school and started working at a at a place called Gore Tire. There's a place. Uh, it was right where Staples is now. It used to be a garage, mm-hmm. and uh, Jason and Steve Monroe owned that. And now they actually own Jason's Tire. But we all worked okay. together back there in the day, and uh, oh, that's, awesome. that's kind of where I started out in my my working career. Um, but I went on from there and got a job. Uh, got a job over at the post office with my mom for a few years in Pinehurst, and I just. I, it took me forever to figure out what, what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I was good at, um, you know, what I wanted to really pursue instead of uh, as a career instead of just a job. Mm-hmm. And um, we probably, I guess it was '97 or '98, they opened up Internet of the Sandhills here in town, and it was over on New Hampshire over there in that little building over beside. Uh, so you've got O'Donnell's, then you have like a Park Place there, and then uh, you have that little building back there in the little alley. Mm-hmm. Well, Internet of the Sandhills, it's now known as Connect and See over there, over on Broad Street now. But they had an office, and uh, they opened up a small Internet service provider, and they actually had a local number. So you didn't have to 
get an American on, America Online CD and dial in and get long distance and all that stuff. So it's showing her age, Bob. I, I know, right? <laughs> I know. So I, they opened the service and I, I subscribed and I, you know, I was like, man, I really enjoy, you know, doing this. I, I had a little bit of uh, experience on the internet, you know, with the web boards and things back when they had the, 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 the just the modem and, and uh bulletin board tech systems, you know, and, uh, but anyway, long story short, they had a web board on there. And on the web board, people would go on there and say, hey, I can't connect with my modem or I can't get this web page. And I would go on there and say, hey, this is how you fix it. You know, this is, you know, a pretty simple fix. And they said, uh, Beth Morgan uh, and her mom owned the place. And um, Beth actually messaged me and said, hey, would you like a job? I said, well, this is totally out of my league. I, I never thought of myself as any kind of a technical person or anything like that. But I was naturally good at it. And uh, so I. I actually had a really, really good paying job at the post office, but the problem with that is whatever you make there, when you start off is what you're making in 15 years, you know, so it's, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're contracting, you know, you don't make huge jumps in pay when you're contracting with the post office, but Mm -hmm. anyway, so I I took a big risk and went over there and and started working and Beth took me under her wing and she uh, taught me how to use Unix and Linux and do system administration and I uh, did a little bit of traveling with her and um, really found out that it was my forte and uh, it was pretty clear. So I pursued that. Um, every week I would just go buy like some technical book from Walden Books up in the, in the plaza, you know, and I would just read that book cover to cover. No matter how boring or technical it was, I would make myself read it. And uh, I mean, back then I, I was literally bringing home maybe, I mean, I God, it was in the nineties. It was maybe like maybe three hundred bucks. It wasn't much at all. Mm. And I would take you know thirty or forty bucks of that and buy a technical book and read it. Mm. And uh, taught myself how to do um, taught myself how to do some programming, um, some C plus and uh, some web development. Ended up leaving uh, leaving Internet of the Sandhills after about two or three years, and signed on with a company called Navcom, which was right here where Southern Pines Growler Company is mm-hmm. now. And uh, remember, they had the El Vaquero restaurant. Yeah, it was right oh, across yeah. from El Vaquero. I used to love that place. Man. <laughs> yeah, we're doing I mean, something with it now. Maybe it'll be. I mean, I'd love to see it be a new Mexican restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, I mean, we used to we used to tear that place up when we were across the street. But well, that buffet was yeah fire. But that that was a marketing. It was a marketing company for amenity community amenities communities on the East Coast. So they had a uh, they had a little. Now you got to remember this was you know 20 years ago but they had a before there was well i don't know if you remember like alta vista or mm-hmm. those kind of search engines they used to want to be they used to want to be your portal to the internet like google does mm-hmm. that you know they wanted to be your when you open your browser that's where you go that's where you start you know and so we actually had a version of that called called the navigator and so you logged on to that and you could go to like different places and things like that but it featured um amenities communities on the on the east coast like uh Baldhead Island, uh, Litchfield, uh, Tybee Island, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so those were our clients. And um, so I wrote, my buddy did the web, de- he did the web design and I did the, uh, the, the back-end web development and all the database management for that. And um, so I did that for, for a long time and I, I worked on the marketing side some there and got some, some pretty good experience in the marketing field. And um, they kind of, when everybody else started opening up, uh, started doing doing the the 
internet portal or getting into that kind of a business, you know, and, and Google was getting fired up and uh, actually it was Yahoo, not Google back then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we, everybody kind of lost interest in what we were doing. And so the, the business kind of waned a little bit and I stayed on with him for, um, for a few years, but I actually had to go get another job and I started up a small little, little computer repair business and it lasted about a year. And I realized that I didn't want to be the, the bean counter and the technician and the secretary I said, man this you know doing this is just not for me mm. and so um i actually looked in the pilot under the classified ads and uh i was just looking to see what there was and there was a, a little small couple couple lines that just said hey you know we're looking for a, a, a tech guy give us a call and i called and it was a company called amti which stands for applied marine technology and they had just opened up a small what well, it wasn't small they opened up that they had a small office, but they had just opened up that big office on uh, Murray Hill Road that had golf pride in it, mm-hmm. that that big L-shaped office. Yeah. And so uh, I called him and found out that it was, you know, a lot more than what the what the ad was for. You know what I mean? And oh. did the did the phone interview and the in-person interview and flew up to uh, D.C. and talked to people. But anyway, ended up getting hired over there as an IT person, and they got it they got bought out by saic in 2005 and i've been with them ever since and so i just moved my way up and now i'm a systems engineer it's awesome yeah i mean it's like i said i've stayed local and i've managed to i've managed to live here and not have to move now i've had to travel especially you know my daughter's 17 now but when when she was young and i I would be gone for a week or two weeks you know going to washington dc or oak ridge or san diego or you know working exercises in in different states and things but i always managed to get to stay here i never had to had to move away that's good well i know i can tell speak from uh knowing you that you know you anything you put your mind to you you do it and uh and i think that's a really good we were talking about that a little bit <clears throat> excuse me with cliff brown and mckenzie's mill and all these uh other ag- uh not agents other uh, clients and not clients either right. <laughs> i got real estate on my mind because i've got to, i've got to write an offer a good it's a good thing i gotta write an offer after this uh the market's yeah, you, been kind of you can't slow. tell but tony is polished today yeah i'm, I'm trying to look the part you know yeah. this is my <laughs> alter ego you know it's the musician and then i'm the bald clean cut guy you know for uh real estate you know try to for, you know, still yeah. same old me, but you know. I was dri- talking about his head. That's that's right. It's pol- oh, the head is polished. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, you're correct. <laughs> Do you have one of those razors that go on your finger? You just rub it back like that or whatever. <laughs> I've seen those. those I, I kind of want them, good. but I'm afraid that I'll cut my skull open, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I would. I would be worried. <laughs> it make it look so easy, but I'll probably you know like slice my head open and bleed everywhere. <laughs> but anyway. um yeah, so my point is we've we've met with a lot of awesome people in this uh, podcast, and, and just about every one of them has, has just been the type of person that goes out there and tries and isn't afraid to. And if they fail on one thing, they, they don't give up. They, they, they keep going, if they're, and, and then if they find something else that might be better and what they want to do and they mm-hmm. figure out, I can do this, you go and try it again. That, that's kind of how you are. It's kind of how I've been. Um, you know, you don't you don't have to have a college education to to right. really make something of yourself. Right. I mean, it's your name, your reputation. You work hard at it. You know, you you made a little bit of money. You spent it. You bought books to read more. You know, right? I mean, definitely, college degrees are are, are are great. I mean, they can get you to where I'm at. You know, a lot faster than having to work your way to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up. That wasn't really an option for me. I mean, I, I wasn't taught about that, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't grow up, you know, super poor or anything, but we didn't have a lot of extra and you know, that college wasn't something you, about. you, you went to school, you graduated and you worked, mm-hmm. but, but, but I wanted more than that. I didn't want to just have a job. I wanted to have something that I, 
could really be proud of something that took skill something that not everybody did you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's and i didn't know what that was and eventually i found it so yeah and, and during that time correct me if i'm wrong was this around the 90s right when you started sort of yeah. um, you were also in some some well-known bands around town back in the day yeah back in probably 2001 ish we we had a band with a couple guys here in town and um actually picked up a got signed onto a record label by uh one of the guys from uh, tesla and uh awesome. i ended up i ended up not going out there I, you know they're probably listening so i'm not going to elaborate but <laughs> you know we just had one of those things and i ended up not going because i had a, i had a career in things here that was solid and i couldn't risk that you know to go out there and take a chance with you know a small something with a very small odds you know mm. of happening so oh yeah but they went out there and had a good time and you know i've i've actually been out to been out there several times been out to california and, and la and man and, and rubbed shoulders with many musicians and played music with with many well-known people and you know uh that's awesome my wife always stood by me and said hey you know go out and do your thing whenever you're ready you know come home and you know if it works great if it don't i'm always here you know she was she's always let me let me off my leash like that so she's never been one of those wives to kind of keep me on the, on the reins so that's that, good that's yeah good. she's a she's a good person well that's smart of you bobby to talk and nicely about your significant other that's what we want to do here <laughs> right, right guys uh, you know she will never she will never hear this oh yeah so you can say anything <laughs> now. all right she's never listened to one radio interview that i've done for the for our band she's she barely comes to shows now when i was younger she would come to a show every now and then but she's not interested at all tell us how you really feel bob <laughs> i mean i don't you know i don't get mad at her for not being interested that's fine you know i don't i don't force her but no that's awesome yeah i, I can attest too bob's been a staple in my you know they, they have uh, whiskey pines is the most current act that he's in you know kind of full-time here and just a fantastic band obviously they've won best musician group three times in a row here the pilots best of the pines uh, contest voted on by the public here in moore county and uh they definitely deserve it uh, there's no doubt about it in my mind that they work hard they they're great talented people you should check them out for sure uh, but bob also is a talented i mean he plays harmonica he plays guitar bass he sings um he's moonlighted in my band like i alluded to earlier uh you know we played at carowinds you know years ago and he played bass and harmonica for me then, and um, you Nas- know he, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, NASCAR Hall yeah, of Fame. Oh, Carowinds. Nice. Yeah. Um, we had some. You know, I was booked briefly. Well, for several years, but uh, by East Coast Entertainment out of Charlotte, and <clears throat> you know, I was playing kind of solo duo after I left the band in, in Nashville, McKenzie's Mill, and you know, I. I it took me a long time to get back into the band thing because you yeah. know bands can be like yeah you know, bad marriages sometimes and oh, uh, you know <laughs> you just still I didn't want that drama in my life uh, so right. I was a, really a solo duo kind of person for a while but then I got this opportunity from East Coast Entertainment was that 2016 maybe yeah somewhere tw- around 2015 there? 2015 yeah wow time's flying but it was uh they were like hey can you put a full band together or not because mm-hmm. we we got you a Carowinds gig on opening day. You know, uh, and that was like it was like a month, three weeks away or something. I was like, uh. I was I was used to playing like heavy metal and like hard rock. And Tony's like, hey man, can you play a wagon wheel? (laughs) Can you play some country music, Bobby? I I figured it out. I'm not gonna lie, there was a learning curve, but I figured it out. Yeah, is I mean, we we rocked pretty heavily the first couple of shows. There, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, But uh, yeah, so we literally him and I and Tim Stelmat, the other half of Whiskey Pines. what uh we went to bobby's house over there in pine bluff and uh we didn't plug much in you know tim played drums for me but he had a little cajon and so he would sit there and we just went over the song list and you know 
literally there was not much practice you know full, no. full on practicing and and just to show the the uh, level of professionalism from all these musicians like whiskey pines and people that have worked with me in the past i mean we you know it wasn't like solid great the first time but we got through it and it sounded good i mean you know we're all professional musicians here but it was a little nerve-wracking you got the booty shaking that's all that matters <laughs> that's right you get that thump going real loud and you know it don't matter if any of it else you know as long as it's sort of in key it sounds sounds good so. yeah <clears throat> but yeah he's been a, he's been doing that um for several years and uh great musician so you should definitely check whiskey pines out or wherever he might be playing filling in or jamming with somebody um so yeah you got some other things here you know i'm a real estate agent uh and bob's been a, a integral part in my career since 2018 he's been he was the first photographer for me um doing you know listings and stuff like that and he's a fantastic um drone pilot as well uh commercially licensed in north carolina and uh he, he does some great stuff that has absolutely helped sell many of my listings uh, and i think hopefully we got another one coming up here in a week or so in southern pines so i gotta get with you on that but uh Tell us what, what got you into photography in general and then what made you kind of swing to real estate stuff. Um, when, I, when, I, when I worked for the marketing company, I actually did some, some film photography, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, I, I kind of put it on the back burner because as the time I was, during the time I was working a full-time job in IT, I was also in several other bands too, you know, so I didn't really have time for it, and I kind of shelved it. And then um, probably around... I guess it was 2016, 2017. Um, I had a buddy that worked for another marketing company, and he, uh, I think they're still going. It's called uh, Mechanics Hill, mm-hmm. and um, he still does. It's Dan Ring. He still does a lot of stuff around town. Actually, he's yeah. actually into the luxury real estate now. Awesome. But um, and I shoot we him and I shoot together sometimes. But um, anyway, he he uh, had a little couple jobs and asked if I wanted to be a second shooter. And I had a had just bought a little DSLR and. Um, so yeah, I went out there and started shooting with him, and just really enjoyed it. And um, then you got your—I said, man, I, I, I was, there's got to be a way I can make money with this. And uh, you know, that's always my first thought. Oh, yeah. it, it really is. You got to. And, uh, and it sounds so bad, but it just—it's got to support the family. You know, that's a big when thing. you started when you started doing your real estate thing. I was like, hey, if you need a photographer, because I know that you know they make a little bit of money. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I started doing it that way. And then you know, obviously the drone license comes comes secondary to that and i went and studied and got that and but i've done a lot more with the drone than just that i've done in, i've done inspections and um i've worked on a couple uh little sit, uh not sitcoms um little reality shows for for when uh, mechanics hill was working on a few of them they were working on a few kind of well-known i'm not going to say the name because i don't know if i can or not but mm. i flew the drone for a lot of those overhead shots and uh, things like that awesome. um just kept doing it for a few years and then i got to where i was shooting more and more expensive houses and then it got to got to where i was in demand to shoot the higher end real estate so oh yeah yeah and it, it it's been really fun it's i kind of say i do it just that's like my fun thing that i do because i really enjoy being creative and but it it, it, it pays pays a little bit of money you know and it's it's a good little myrtle beach weekend with my wife money you know what i mean or something like that you know (laughs) absolutely got to man and you also do some stuff with uh the town of aberdeen right Uh, Mm. they do uh hire you for some drone stuff i've seen no they've never hired me but um i just talked to the town manager and um they're uh, apparently they're redoing their website and um i guess they're kind of trying to rebrand the town um i don't know how much i can talk about it but Mm -hmm. that's pretty much how it was explained to me and i i have I gotta slow it down because my brain's working fast in my mouth. <laughs> um, they're rebranding the town, and she come across an Instagram page that I run um, 
which is another little story and she wanted to use some of the photos and she saw that tim and i had taken a bunch of pictures around town together and she wanted to use a couple of pictures of tim and i for their for new, their new website and i think that music is going to be part of their branding now that's just speculation but i'm you know from what we discussed that's what i kind of got from that conversation that's but awesome I, just, I started a little instagram page for for it's called hello aberdeen mm-hmm. and I've only, I've only got five or six hundred followers it's not big yet but i've only had it a few months but i just go out like on a saturday is when i'm not like i need something else to do <laughs> but i go out on saturdays sometimes and i'll walk around to businesses just take pictures to put on this little instagram page you know and i mean the people have been like following every day i go look there's you know 10 15 20 30 40 new followers so it's get, doing pretty good I've seen a lot of those for Southern Pines and Pinehurst. You've got people of Pinehurst and people of Southern Pines. And um, I guess uh, Kara runs that uh, Humans of Pinehurst page. And we were featured on that page. I said, man, that's a good idea. I should do that for Aberdeen. Aberdeen's always been kind of ready to hit a stepchild. It's always been cool, <laughs> but people just kind of overlook it. But, man, Aberdeen's a, good, Aberdeen's a neat little town. You it know, is. I live A lot Aberdeen. of history. Yeah, We both live in Aberdeen. I it's, do live uh, there now, yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome community. And the downtown is really flourishing lately. And I think yeah. it's going to even get better over time. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. I love what Mason's Grocery and Restaurant's fantastic breakfast. And they have, uh, with the not the lead mine, but the uh, – Park shop. The workshop tavern. Yeah. It's got a fantastic bourbon collection. And the yeah. railhouse. Railhouse, Rail absolutely. House. So in the summertime, when I come leave to go for a show at like, you know, seven or eight o'clock, you come through town, and there's people out there walking around going to the railhouse and they'll walk to the workshop and then over to the neon rooster yeah. and yeah. Oh, things yeah. like that. Can't forget that. So, That's yeah. Right. I've yeah. been going down there quite a bit too. Derek's got a good little thing going on down there. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's a nice guy too. Yeah. That's so. awesome. Glad to see solid venue, you know still continuing it was uh what was it called before that the rooster's wife the rooster's wife yeah Mm -hmm. glad to see it staying with its roots yeah yeah, rooster roots with his roosts (laughs) with his roosts (laughs) how do do i spell that i can't roost um yeah well you know bobby's glad appreciate you being here it's fun talking to you you know this is a laid-back thing but bobby truly is has experienced a lot in his life and careers um and so this is kind of people we want on here you know um yeah, just people that that really just try hard to be a positive influence in the community and and jacks of all trades and have stories to tell. And what can you remember and keep it G-rated? What's the, one of your favorite music stories over the years? One of the uh, one of the funniest things, and I think Tim will will agree with this, is uh, we had to go play. We actually were playing with you in Wilmington. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> we we rode together. We never ride together because we get on each other's nerves. So, <laughs> so we rode to Wilmington and played on top of the, uh, the real cafe. The real cafe. We, series, yeah, yeah, we played on the top of there. And um, we got done really late that night. We were on the way home, and we were both starving. Because remember, the load-in was like three stories, and there was one elevator that was shaky, and you couldn't get in there. <laughs> yeah, we had to park like two blocks down the road. Too. Yeah, it was terrible. But anyway, it was a good, cool place, but it just wasn't a good load-in. Yeah. But um, yeah, so anyway, we were on the way home, and Tim's like, man, just find anything. I don't care. We got to eat. So, you know, he's over there like half passed out in the truck, sucking his thumb or whatever, <laughs> what he does when he sleeps. <laughs> And I pulled Sorry, <laughs> He's gonna be so mad. No, I pulled into. Uh, I think it was a uh, Wind- Wendy. Uh, it was Wendy's. A Wendy's we found over there, right outside of Wilmington. And like, I got some cheeseburger, and he got like a like a chicken sandwich, right? And uh, so we're riding down the road. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> We were riding down the road, man. I was. Like, He's over there, passed out. And I was like, I'm gonna eat my food, right? So I like pick up this food. I was sitting there eating you know and i was like man i can't believe how fresh this freaking food is man wendy's really got it on point this time and he's like i know you ain't eating my chicken sandwich i was like man this is the best burger he looked up and it was his chicken sandwich i didn't even realize that i was eating it 
He got so mad. I thought we were going to pull over and fight. I'm not. <laughs> but the funny part was, is I was like, man, this is the freshest hamburger ever. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I don't think Bobby was drank so much. So that wasn't that. That wasn't the case then. You know? so, no, I, well, I did drink back then, but I, I was bit. driving. I didn't drink. But yeah. I, no, I, I haven't touched a drop of alcohol since 2017. The great chicken sandwich disappearance. Man, it was so funny. Like you just had to be there, you know, because Tim's such a like a, a docile guy. You know, he doesn't. He's pr- you know pretty agreeable. He, he takes a lot to get him mad, but he was fighting mad because I ate his chicken sandwich. <laughs> Two in the morning, so hungry. Yeah. I think that's probably the only time he like he he was like called me bad names. So. Yeah, and you got to know that stretch from from Wilmington to Piner's uh, area. There once you get out oh, of man. the outskirts of Wilmington, there is not yeah. a lot of fast food. No, around. It's not. not like you just find another Wendy's and pull off, you know? Especially late night cuz if you go the as the crow flies, like mm-hmm. there's some food like in like some country places, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're not, not open late. at night. No. Even when you get I mean, yeah, probably have to get pretty close to like as soon as you go over that big bridge and it's like right there on the right, you can take one the one last exit and there's like some food there and that's where we were. Yeah. But yeah, we got riding down the road and I ate his food. Didn't even realize it was his food. <laughs> yeah. Every I mean, I still make that trip a good amount these days, but uh not as much as I used to driving there to Wilmington and back late and uh you know, especially if you have to, you know, use the bathroom too. There's, there's not yeah. a lot of place to go do it. That's so, true. You know, especially late at uh, night. Since we're, I gotta ask. Yeah. How do you go? How do you guys go? How do we go to the bathroom? Well, I stand up <laughs> and I. <laughs> you mean on the on the road? <laughs> yeah. When you're, when you're on the road, you have no, to be creative sometimes. I meant, I meant, which way do you go to Wilmington? Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> what? No, See, I was like. <laughs> You get a bunch of musicians in the room where they can tell you some stories, and it always goes downhill. Trust right. me. How do you go, Tony? <laughs> Sorry, Tony said I stand up. <laughs> oh, this is probably more funny to me and Bobby than anybody else. But uh, oh my god. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I go. Uh, I switched up. I switched up about uh, seven, eight years ago. I think I I go down. Laurenburg, but I take the back road. I can't remember that road that that kind of connects to Business Seventy Four. Saves you like five or ten minutes before you get to the traffic. The mm-hmm. weird, the weird traffic circle right. that, that is not necessary in Scotland <laughs> County. It's oh, like, you really? mean the one on the way to Lumberg? Yeah, you're like yeah. oh, they're, you're just going around and you're in rural Scotland County. All of a sudden, there's this really nice traffic circle, and you're like, why yeah, did like you super spend nice. millions yeah. of dollars <laughs> right. on this? There's not nearly enough traffic. There. Like you're in the English countryside, of, right. a roundabout, you know? Yeah, the, Man, the pride last, and joy. I mean, I. Of course, I'm going to interrupt again. Last time I went through that traffic circle, some guy was just standing in the middle of it. Like, no camera, no nothing. Like, (laughs) I don't know what his car was over on the side, but he was just standing there. I wonder if he'd never seen a traffic traffic circle. circle. They are kind of rare. They're not rare around here, but he was probably a juggalo. (laughs) (laughs) What in the world? Yeah, that's that's, uh, another story, but. yeah, where were we going? <laughs> oh, yeah, the way I go. Okay, we'll take it. Oh, yeah. Get to US 74, and I just basically go 74 yeah, okay. all the way. So you used to go 87. So you go 73 to 74. Isn't it 73 yeah, down south? 501. Wait. 501 to 74. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. 501 south, and you get on 74 in Lombard and take it yeah. straight to Wellington. But you can also get uh, take a left on a road before you get to that little traffic circle in around the Lombard area. Yeah. It cuts yeah. off like five minutes. But, yeah. Yeah. I usually go down um, 211. Like well, I mean, if they'll take you to Southport, but I'll, I'll go to if I'm just going for just to hang out, I'll go to 
211 and get on the ferry and do all that at Fort Fisher and oh, then okay. ride up to Carolina Beach. To oh, nice. Again. Oh, I need yeah. to do that. I've never yeah. done that before. So if you're riding a motorcycle, which I'm riding my motorcycle this morning, you can... It's um, nice weather. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect weather. I'll, you go up to 11 and when you get to... Um, I forgot the name of that town. It starts with a B. But, uh, Bolivia? Nah. It's, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, but when you get to that town, it kind of cuts off and you go through Green Swamp and it's like 30 or 40 miles. There's nothing out yeah. there. And it's it's so pretty on a motorcycle. That's awesome, but yeah. you definitely don't want to break down. There. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I that. No. no, sir. Yeah, it is. It is really surprisingly rural right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. about that. Um, Oak Island, man, that's another place that's a fantastic place to go in Wilmington. But um, you know, yeah, we spent a little bit of time playing back in the day in Wilmington, and uh, Bob came to some really cool shows back when I lived there briefly. Uh, I forgot all about that. Years. Yeah, right before I had my kids, I lived in Wilmington. We were living the life. We we're boating every other day and i was playing music seven days a week because you can do that down there in wilmington you can yeah. play a monday night or tuesday yeah. night and it's starting to get a lot better here i've been oh, out, yeah. i've been out of the game for you know full time for a while but we have i mean back 10 years ago when i was doing it all the time i mean there was like five places and you know people got tired of seeing me you know like, right, right. <laughs> yeah he plays a good wagon wheel but uh, yeah you know. oh, man. he'll they be still, at, he'll be across the street tomorrow night they still the love you yeah whatever ain't no, you go to a place with tony barnes that place will be packed out there you know that's true oh, whatever I, I feel i sense a little bitterness there but no, <laughs> I, I, I came and saw you at red's corner the other night when you were playing it was oh, and people awesome. Hey, Roy, what they're like, have you heard this guy before? He's so good. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard him a few times. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't care. Nah, I know you don't, man. That's but funny. No, we, don't, we, that. we still play We still play bars and stuff. Um, I, we're doing so many, so many private events now. Like, like our calendar doesn't look like what we put out to the public doesn't look very packed because we're doing so many private things. And mm. we, played a, we played a lot of fundraisers. And right now it's political season, so we're doing fundraisers for you know political candidates all the time like private things you know not you know mm-hmm. so they'll have little dinners and stuff like that we just played for mark robinson not too long ago i so, remember that yeah, yeah. And you, you guys just got done with a gig a couple of days ago i think at uh the fayetteville woodpeckers place didn't you we do we played segra stadium That's i forgot awesome. about that it's the third time we played there but this is the first time we've ever uh we actually they set us up on the pitcher's mound out there That's awesome. and they had people in the stands and there's people it was kind of like eats beats and brews mm-hmm. except it was, it, it was bigger Mm-hmm. And uh, just two of us out there in the middle of the on the dynamo, but we awesome. held it. We held our own. It was fun. Did they have a sound guy? They or loved us. Now nah, oh, we, we had our own sound. Really? Yeah. Oh, you had to put your own. sound Yeah, and it was uh the the funny thing is, is there was a guy DJing like after, like in between sets for us, and he had one fifteen inch speaker, and the the stadium carries sound so well. Like he turned that thing on, and it sounded like huh. it was coming through the intercom. Really? So we had we had we had four QSCs, and I mean it was loud. We right. we um. They were the they were video on us. We went back and watched their videos and was like, man, you could hear it perfectly. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. The sound carries so well in there. Yeah, so. QSCs too are definitely top of the line speaker. Those are speakers for anybody wanting to know about that. It's funny. The first time we ever played there, though, they have you. They have a place set up. <clears throat> four bands out there on the, on this little green, and you're up. Um, you're you're kind of. It's, they have a little bar called Healy's. Um, but right beside it, there's like a little green area, and then there's seating above and below in the stadium, and they have a, a area for for music there. And um, the first time we got there, we set up and everything, and this the place is packed in there. And they're like, okay, if, if they hit this run, you know, you guys go ahead and just like come in and start with like a lot of energy. And there's like a producer out there telling you how to do it and everything. It's, <laughs> it's really fun. But there's a video of us, and I have to I have to send it to you. But there's a video of us out there, and we got started. We see the guys with his little headset, and he's like, "Okay, if they hit this run, you know, you guys start out." And, and he 
and they hit the run, the lights flash and the and the jumbotron or whatever it's called, you know, it's going crazy. And we like start. You can see people above us and like below us, and they're all like, ah, you know, going crazy. <laughs> it was a good memory. So you just all of a sudden play Thunderstruck. Yeah, right? no kidding. CDC. Yeah. I think we played some country. I'm sure pop some pop country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> play some yeah. of them with energy. Pop country. <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised how well that you know how well it goes over. Oh, you yeah. know, trust yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, I don't mean to be a hater, but yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put that video link in the description. Uh, yeah, I'll have to find it. I'll have to find it. Since oh yeah, I'll have to find it. Oh, he's been trying to hide it. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it might be on our Instagram. I have to go look. Well, clear. It's got to be on the on the teams page, right? Possibly. That's cool. Uh, it was. It was uh, last year or year before that, maybe. But they did a 9/11 event. We played at a 9/11 event where they had the, all the Fayetteville firefighters and uh, first responders out there running the bleachers and things. We played that for them too. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. We've been very blessed with our band. People have, you know. Oh yeah, really can, supported us, and we appreciate it. I can definitely attest that they're. I mean, they're the ones that you know everybody knows now, and a lot of that, you know, I mean, they're fair, all of them are very talented. But you know, Bobby's uh, definitely one of the best marketing people around town here he uh he always spotlights businesses and spotlights whiskey pines you do a little tell them about the the gig vlog the vlog, the vlog you do i'm a, i'm a guerrilla marketer i'm not That's a right. professional by any means but i've had a little background and done done it here and there but yeah so yeah we we were doing when we when whiskey pines we, tim and i've been playing together since 2013 uh 2012 2013 so uh, we started out we played a few gigs we we just want to start out playing patios. We we want to do anything else. We just want to make a little bit of money, you know, hundred bucks here and there, and just go about our normal lives. <clears throat> you know, we started playing, and then it started getting a little bit more, a little bit better gigs, and a little bit more money here, and this and that. And um, I said, well, you know, I said, man, social media is what's going to take us to the next level. So I started really concentrating on, you know, taking my good camera and taking good pictures, and we started doing this one minute gig vlog. This is when instagram wouldn't let you post but a one minute video so there's this dj in south carolina and i wish i could shout him out but i forgot his name um but he's a he's a wedding dj and he does a one minute wedding vlog <laughs> like he does dj and he'll show like a one minute clip and i said man that's a good idea so i would do each season would be 50 episodes and it'd be one minute a piece and everywhere not everywhere but i'd pick the most interesting 50 most interesting places we played that year and i would you know film clips and put it all into like a, a little one minute montage basically there's an interest of me and tim saying hey welcome to the you know gig log season three episode whatever we're at so and so today and then we do a couple of clips highlighting the business and then us playing a little montage behind it but the first season of that and we did that we've grown we're on three or four seasons now but the first season i mean it took us from level two to like level eight it just jumped us so high you know we wasn't getting a ton of likes and but we we're getting a ton of views on it and people were watching it mm-hmm. so we've just kept up doing that and now with instagram you can put a, a minute and a half video up there now um and uh you know it soon it'll be three minutes because they're trying to keep up with tiktok and and all that but mm-hmm. yeah we still do that we vlog that way and we put up little uh other videos and, and stuff and fun stuff up there we just we just goof off, you know, and just have fun with it. Well, that's what I like about it. So it's genius, but it's also, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, you're you. The fact that you can do that, 
you know, it's not easy. It takes a lot of time and effort to edit those videos and mm-hmm. <clears throat> and have the uh, the videos set up like when you're playing to record those things. Yeah. And that's what I was always not really great at. I was really good at social media, like Facebook mm-hmm. before, like not videos, but everything else. Like face, I was bigger on Facebook, but I have Instagram. But um, that's where I built my following playing music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a uh, social media has been everything to musicians, yeah, uh, for, for sure. sure. But but the fact that you took it to that next level and. I can absolutely attest. I mean, just having video content and seeing you know, clips of you guys playing, having a little fun, telling a little joke, uh, yeah. highlighting the business you're playing at, which is super important. You know, yeah. these people hire you to play, but it's it's they're hiring you because they want more business. And, right. and you know, if if you can get them more business, then they're going to keep hiring you and they'll keep paying you more. So that's true. You know, you always want to do that, and it's, I think it's a fantastic relationship <clears throat> you have with those vendors. Well, I got to the point where people were like, "Hey, I'll." if you guys play here can you guys vlog if you're here and we'd say oh yeah we do that you know and so mm-hmm. people would start giving us like hats and t-shirts say hey man we wear my hat doing your vlog or will you do this and we you know we do that for them somebody gives us something i'll wear you so if you see me with a funny video with like a hat you'd never see me why is he wearing that baseball hat it's because somebody gave me something usually that's awesome <laughs> so that's smart i mean that goes to show you bobby knows Bobby knows how to make a dime, that's for sure. Um, and, you know, it's, it, that's, a, that's a good quality to have. I mean, it ain't all about money, but you also got a family. You want to help support them and, you know, just make something of your name in life. And I think you've definitely done that. And uh, you know. I think it's, uh, it's something that you learn as you get older that if you find something you love, the only way you can keep doing it is if you can support it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, have it support itself. Exactly. first and then if you can make money on top of it supporting itself you can do it more and better that's exactly right oh, exactly yeah. right yeah now you are at the point kind of where i i am at, i'm playing a lot less but you know luckily you and myself really don't have to do it for a living you know others right. do and i completely get that because i for 12 years that's all i did f- to make put food on the table you know mm-hmm. and and it's a very real job, and it's you know it's it's rewarding, but it's also not like you're making six figures a year, you know, doing it unless you get lucky and get the big break. But you, you also did it at a time when there wasn't, you know, so many places to play around here. You did it at a time when you really had to travel to make the money, like mm-hmm. you know back in the day, Tony Barnes would be in Wilmington and Charlotte, and, and but now, I mean, <clears throat> we go all over the place. We, we go to Virginia and we played all over the place, but I mean, really we stay in three counties now i mean because you know like i said we're doing private events most of them's for the pinehurst you know we do a lot of stuff in pinehurst um we do a lot of stuff for like i said the political uh people and you know we'll we'll do it forever if you got the money we'll do it you know what i mean but so we're we're really lucky that we have a lot more opportunity now you know that there's so many places to play we don't have to travel so much Mm -hmm. um since you put it out there if somebody wanted to hire y'all how would they contact you they can go to our website which is whiskeypinesband.com and the contact form is kept up to date 24 hours a day seven days a week so if anything you see on that site is broken it's broken but the contact form will not be broken it will be working um so if you go to that we get i would say we get 80 percent of our book into our website that's so, awesome yeah that's great that's impressive for sure i run tony's website too yeah he does and he's been very helpful with me on that uh since i moved back to town in 2017 so. they both need to be redone but who has time to do that you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> yes, well, so. one of those things now with music I, i'm really thankful for because basically for me it's now just putting my calendar out there and i've got yeah. it synced with reverb nation so yeah he doesn't bobby doesn't you don't have to mess with it you know right. i can just upload it and it goes right to it which is helpful because you know um i don't play nearly as much and you know i just have a few gigs on there so people can see where where i'm playing at right 
Um, but yeah, I appreciate that a lot too because he he's hooked me up with that in the past. So um, we got to get our pictures done, and and in fact that we are so, that's on the schedule for this week. Every every single year we get refreshed professional pictures done and my buddy dan ring shoots those for us and uh, we trade it out i do work for him he does work for me but we make sure we have fresh pictures every single year that we can use for the whole year and so i'm waiting on that and i was waiting on the best of the pounds results so before i built the site you know mm-hmm. i could put all that on there so I, that's actually on the agenda for this month so. that's awesome yeah you definitely keep it rolling man for sure it's uh, i wish i was more uh on top of it back in my heyday as far as doing video content and and being able to i'm just not very technologically savvy i've probably said this several times on the show with different guests but you know it took me a long time to get three pedals on my pedal board for yeah. my guitar yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a looper i got a little distortion pedal that you you i did g- give you that you yeah. gave me that little long green time ago. yeah and i got a, a vocal harmonizer the vocal harmonizer was the last thing i ever got and my wife actually bought that for me and it really helps being a solo act you know being able to do little vocal harmonies and stuff but that's about the extent of what i can do right like and tim tim's the exact opposite tim stelmat that guy he spends 48 hours in in a 24-hour period you know working on his gear tone and like what he does he really does he's a genius at it or i'm not i'm just plugging and go and he's like hey man your sound let me let me fix that for you and i'll think it sounds good but then when he touches it i'm like wow he really hasn't sounded good you know i know man he just play he'll just play a g a g chord at a Mm -hmm. show and i'm like oh (laughs) how did you do that man seriously I, I got that little radial thing. What, yeah, what that, was that it? tone bone? The tone, the tone bone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that name. Yeah, the the radial thing. I I got it when they first tried it. You know, and I tried to mess with it, and I was like, Nah, it's not. That's You're giving not away our, tra- our trade secrets. Yeah. Oh, I'm just. Kidding. Oh, Tim. Yeah, Tim's like, what are you doing? Now? Well, it's funny because we've tried to like people will say, How do you get that acoustic sound? And we'll try to like be you know they get one, and then they can never get it figured out. So. Oh yeah. People have. It's not like people don't know what we use, but I have a huge pedal board. I just bought a Helix, too. Did I tell you that? Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been trying to dial it in, and it's been on my nerves. And I, I just Sunday, I had to play a private event, and I, I just didn't take it. I took my traditional pedal board because I was so sick of dialing in knobs on that thing. So the Helix is just basically a lot of pre-programmed tone sound, tonal sounds, and you can record them and record live sounds and stuff? Sound yeah, it's, like a, it's a modeler. So it's yeah. it's made to it's made to actually uh, to, to sound like the amp that you that you dial in with it so you dial in a preset put in your own amp and it uses irs irs are impulse responses so basically what happens these guys have a software program and they take every different kind of brand of speaker and guitar and pickup you can think of and they record it through a microphone and this software records the peaks and the frequencies and, and then it, you load it into a digital modeler and it, it emulates the sound of that so it gets really close i mean it's never going to be the sound of like a tube band but it's it gets close enough for these small geese. People don't care what you're playing, you know. So. I think that's what Rick Keen has too. He does. Yeah. He does, so yeah. Rick Keen, we'll give him a little shout out. He plays with all of us every now and, and Jonathan then. Jonathan Robinson has one too because he he flies. You know, he travels a lot. He he plays all over the place. So yeah, it sounds it sounds awesome. Especially Rick is a dobro slash uh, steel. Well, stand up lap stand up steel guitar or something. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot of custom little dobro slash slide guitar type things, and he's just fantastic. But he's got this Helix too, and he can just you know just dial it up if you want straight old bluegrass it can sound just like that if you want yeah. van halen on the dobro you can do that too that's know? true that's, that's awesome. true 
So he's pretty good. We'll get we'll give him a little shout out here. Yeah, he listens to podcasts too. He was actually the first one that listened to it when I sent him. Uh, I really? sent him the rough draft of the very first one. Yeah, and he uh, he listened to all the whole thing, man. I was thank thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. I went back and listened to a bunch of the old old ones. The old podcasts are still up there. Which from where? I like I think like the Sway still has like a some old. Oh, ones yeah, up we there. got some oh, old yeah. ones still up. Yeah. I, I had I just don't take them down. No, nah, I went listen to them, and I was they actually like back in 2016 they actually talked about whiskey pines one time. I heard it in there. Cool. I was like. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But I go. I'm a podcast freak. I listen to podcasts because I work from home. I've been working from home for ten years, and I listen to them all day long. I'm yeah. literally running out of content. I feel like I'm running out of content, even though there's gazillions. <laughs> millions, you know. Right. <laughs> but I feel like I, it takes so long to find one that I like. You know what I mean? I but, can relate. Yeah. yeah. I'm stuck on Kill Tony right now. That's a oh, that's the one you're listening to, Kill yeah. Tony. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. Wait, uh, it's what? a. I'm in the. I love. Com- I love comedy. Everybody knows that I'm a joker. You know. So mm. I always listen to. It's a comedy podcast. But oh, it's a real podcast. Yeah. Called yeah. Kill Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe. Should I be worried? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, it sounds like it. Yeah. It's scary too for people named Tony. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bobby, what's your real motive for being here today? Well, it's just. A, <clears throat> it's Tony Hinchcliffe. He films it in Austin, and it's like him, and he'll have like a couple guests on stage, and it's basically in a bar in Austin. I mean, he's done it every week. He's got like 500 episodes. Hmm. And the people come to the bar, and if they want a, a chance, a shot at doing a, a, a minute of stand-up comedy in front of a real audience and professional comedians, they can put their name in a bucket. And he just randomly picks a name out, calls them up. They do, they do a minute of stand-up comedy, and half of them suck. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because when they suck, they roast them so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the, it's best, it's the, be, the best ones are when they suck because they roast them, man. It's, it's terrible. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, believe it or not, I'm I'm just I'm just now starting to get into podcasts. I haven't really, you know, I, I the four and four and five year old kids at home, and then real estate and stuff. So I'm well, you're not kind of you're not alone. I was actually just looking at some data um, to put together a media kit, and you know, monthly listeners are still in like the forty percent of the population range. I mean, so you know, and that's and weekly it goes down from there. I mean. Granted, the amount of people who listen that regularly listen to more podcasts, as I'm sure you can attest to, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the same way. Right. You know, the more you listen, it's like the more you listen to, the more you listen to. Right. But, I mean, you're not, a, you know, there are a lot of people that haven't listened. 60, I think it's 62% of population in, has ever listened to a podcast. So, I mean... You know, there's yeah. thirty some percent of people who've never listened to a podcast. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a real uh, like a niche kind of crowd listens to them too, like the people that work from home or people that drive a lot and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. people that you know have a lot of t- downtime like that. I think you're right, and there was a bit a bit of a shift in the. Um, now we're getting into. I mean, but if it's your marketing, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. go for it. But um, in the pandemic, it shifted because people were at home more. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the people who had listened to them in the past. You know, it, it bore out that they were listening to them at home instead of wherever else they were listening to before, like on a subway, in a car, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But um, the the listenership, you know, people, first-time listeners, people who went from listening them to them maybe once a year or randomly to maybe once a month or something like that, all that increased as the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Then last year, there was a bit of a dip. Um, probably, you know, because some yeah. of the people were going back to doing work and whatever, you know, getting back right. to their normal lives. But it's still growing. 
yeah yeah i mean everybody and their mom's got a got a podcast but the the real the good ones really do rise to the top yeah what are you trying to say bob <clears throat> he's saying that he's saying that this is going to rise to the top <laughs> exactly that's exactly, exactly what he's saying yeah. and uh, that's right <laughs> i tell you when i, I have to tra- when i travel i i don't travel as much as i used to but i do still travel but man i put on a podcast it'll make a ride go by so fast yeah it's so fast i I'll, used to commute from raleigh yeah and i just drove to orlando t- last week and uh put on it was eight hours and i put on a i don't know what i was listening to but i, I think it was probably kill tony but i drove down and listened to it the whole time <laughs> and you know laughed the whole time but anyway got to orlando and got ended up he got hit by a drunk driver mm. oh man tell me about yeah that. first time i've ever i was in a rental car but the first time i've ever been on a company trip and had any kind of Dang. thing like that and yeah, he actually hit me twice he he hit me on the road at a, at a stoplight and um i got i called 911 because it was a brand new rental car like the car had a like only the miles that i had put on it for the trip mm. and the 911 said hey pull into the store there and you know get don't impede traffic you know so i pulled him to the store and the guy was he was all mad and so he was like already hollering at his window pulling into the store behind me and he had his door half open and the idiot literally falls <laughs> out of his truck while he's yelling <laughs> does a barrel roll and the car just goes right in the side of my Jeez. freaking car yeah Ugh. but well, Florida so. is a is literally a different world. <laughs> have you ever, have you been there lately? Yeah, yeah. What they're so the cop, there. well, the police officer. Excuse me, cops not a, kind of derogatory term, but the police officer got down there and he said, you know, Florida's a no fault state. He said so it's nobody's fault. And the guy, what? <clears throat> yeah. So the funny part is after the guy hit me the second time. And when he got out of his car, he was just cussing me. And he was like, oh, you're just some bored golfer down here trying to cause trouble. And he was obviously intoxicated. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, no, I don't even play golf. I have, I'm down here for business, you know. And he just kept on. He kept calling me names. And I was trying not, I was trying to de-escalate the situation for the cops had time to get there. And um, finally, he said, uh, he said, uh, <laughs> and I had the guy on video because I knew he was going to run. And he finally said something I didn't like. And I said, man, you know, I, I have no problem fighting. If you say that again, me and you are going to fight. That was a, a nice way of saying what I really said. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, anyway, so the guy was like, well, I'll just go to my girlfriend's. I said, and he got in his truck and left. And the, the cop said, <laughs> the police officer said, said, you know, Florida's a no-fault state. And I didn't see him. You know, Even though I had him on video and every everything recorded, mm-hmm. he was like, it's a no-fault state. So the guy's not, not in trouble. He said, now, the hit and run is a misdemeanor. He said, we'll just mail him a ticket. He said, but as soon as he goes to court, they'll just throw it out of court. What? So the guy literally got no trouble. No trouble. That's ridiculous. That, it is ridiculous. They had his tag, his phone number. It was all legit. Like, the guy was legit. He was just drunk. Uh, I don't think he was drunk. I think he was on drugs because I didn't smell alcohol. But, yeah, he hit me, and, um, and uh, yeah, he got nothing. Got nothing at all. That is crazy. They just mailed him a ticket. I said, man. You do that in, in North Carolina, they'll come pick you right on up. Oh, they yeah. had his address, and you know they they actually said we have his address, his phone number, his girlfriend. You know we have everything about him. You know he was legit. So especially a hit and run, I, I, I would you think isn't that a felony here or something? Or I don't know how it is here, but I think it depends on the situation. Yeah. There's a misdemeanor and there's felony. Yeah. I actually had a hit and run one time. You, I, I, I'm, you I'm admitting, I'm admitting it. But I was a young young man, a very young man. You hear it. I, I, he's I, lying no i was when i went to when i was in high school in pinecrest well i was going to say just as an example that it's not always a felony yeah i was i went when i was in pinecrest and i graduated in 93 so it was around 93 92 ish but i was backing out of a parking spot in the parking thing and hit a car and i completely panicked i was 16 17 years old and i left because there was nobody to tell i didn't know to call the cops i was thinking i had to tell the guy or 
whatever. Right, right. So I kind of left with the with the intent on telling my mother and father. There weren't cell phones back then. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so the next day I was in class when they actually come put me in handcuffs in class. Nuh-uh. Yeah, called me out in the hallway and put me in handcuffs. They had video of it or something? Or no, somebody told on, on me. Oh. But I was going to, I mean, I told myself. I didn't. I mean, I wasn't trying to hide it. I just didn't know what to do. You know, I was just a kid. But. That seems excessive for a 16-year-old backing into a car. I mean, I get it. It sucks. But, like, you don't seriously got to go put it in handcuffs yeah, on it. They yeah, called yeah, me, call me out of the classroom. And I come out of the classroom and I was in the hallway in Pinecrest. And they were kind of like at the glass door that used to lead into the hallway there mm-hmm. and as soon as i come out there like okay they put me in handcuffs and, but yeah, you we, know it was only a misdemeanor and I, it, they threw it out i didn't mm-hmm. you know, i didn't get in trouble for it mm-hmm. yeah we can debate the uh the effectiveness but i imagine it was a um a scare tactic yeah probably yeah yeah, yeah. it certainly taught me a lesson right yeah. right and i imagine that's what they were yeah. intending yeah. yeah yeah no it's uh that is definitely a, a story there for sure, and um, Bobby has many stories to tell. We've heard several of them today. And uh, anything else uh, that you want to talk about there, Bob? You want to talk about your upcoming dates with Whiskey Pines, or kind of um, you know advertise your? I know you have so much real estate business and stuff. Well, I don't know. I mean, do you want to advertise any of that? And let anybody know how they can reach you and do all that. Yeah. So um, usually, but for the real estate uh, for the real estate business, I usually just go by word of mouth. I can't take on too much too much new business. So I usually go by word of mouth, um, but if you if you really want to uh, get up with me, you can you can email me at hancockdeluxe at gmail dot com and let me know what you want done and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome, man. I know you guys and with Whiskey Pines, we've already mentioned you can go to the Whiskey Pines website. What was that again? WhiskeyPinesBand dot com. WhiskeyPinesBand dot com. If you like yeah. to book them for your event or uh, if you're a venue and you want to have some great uh, music local music around here uh whiskey pines bobby hancock and tim stelmat definitely among the best in the area for sure make sure you check them out um you probably see them at your local watering hole sometime here soon in moore county and is there anything you'd like to add frank are you uh how was your day today frank uh it's been going all right it's yeah. been going well so far it's not um, a monday per se on a tuesday no you know actually one of our the, our creative director of the agency considers Tuesdays to be the worst. Really? Yeah. Is that like a newspaper thing? or No, it's just a thing. His name's Keith. It's a Keith thing. Hmm. Uh, I've never met anyone else who's like, Tuesdays are... It's terrible. Effing, terrible Tuesdays. Effing pointless. <laughs> yeah. Terrible Tuesdays. Yeah, I mean... Well, it sounds like we need to get this guy on. You, I mean, yeah, okay, so I won't describe it, because one day we'll have him on, but, okay. you know, that's, that's awesome. basically... Yeah. Yeah, terrible Tuesdays. Tuesdays are, in his mind, pointless. Hmm. Mm. Okay. But they're not pointless for for me because i got a lot of work to right. do. <laughs> but it better not be pointless, Frank, because right. we are currently recording on Tuesdays Tuesday, for the podcast. It is so, pointful. And it's, and it's everything to you. It is Our fair. podcast yes. is literally your life, right? Right now. Yes. Yes, you love it. you love it with all your heart, don't you? Well, this is the only I've been on several. I've been on a lot of radio stations through the years, and and done and done live things on radio and interviews. But it's the first podcast I've ever been on, and I appreciate that. Yeah, man, really, really big deal for me. I appreciate it. Well, well thank you, Bobby. I yeah, we appreciate you being on here and such a distinguished um, character to be your first to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to grace us with your first podcast presence, literal jack of all trades, and and good at all of it. I was going to say you needed a more county native, but the McKenzie brothers—they've been here their whole lives too. Yeah, they were in Nashville for a while though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. No, I think. uh, Yeah, I think they're. 
I was going to say, I think all, all three of our listeners will really be happy to hear you, Bobby. So, <laughs> no, I mean, not because of you, because of our podcast. I'm really just making fun of myself. But no, we actually had some a couple we've of got, there. We've yeah. got some good traction building. Um, yeah. We'll see if they all leave after the first, after the second or something. <laughs> if I said something, uh, oh, who knows? No, I but, think uh, it's going well. And I um, listened to the episode. For those of you listening, this was recorded um a few weeks at least before you are listening to it now true we need to uh, we were talking about that last night we need to make sure that everybody knows this isn't live uh, if and you so. <laughs> yeah if, if uh we'll give it away normally i like to be um circumspect about letting people you know making it obvious when this happened but um festival d'avion is coming up and you guys are playing there aren't you yep, Bobby? we are yeah. we, we play all the festivals for uh, Tar-, Tar Heel events. I think it's like Tar Heel festivals. Tar Heel festivals, oh, okay. yeah. For Pete and those guys, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's a cool place. That's where you dress the kids dress up and walk around the airplanes, right? Yeah. This is um, this is actually an opening of it. So this is the big concert on Friday night. They have the REO Speedwagon tribute band up and they had uh, that big old stage. I saw it last year from the road. I was driving by. They have the big stage and lights and everything. But we're opening it up for those guys. Well, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. That's and and you're playing Saturday too. Or we you playing, did, did play on Saturday. Yeah. Was it a great show on this coming Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> we actually got we actually got three things to do this Saturday. Oh, we, we're just we're doing the farmers market in the morning because it's kind of nostalgic. We used to do that all the time when we were getting started. We'd go out there and play at the farmers market, and we haven't played there in <clears throat> in several years. But um. They asked us if we want to come out there and play. We said, yeah, that'd be fun to go out there and just jam out, you know. So we're doing that in the morning on Saturday. And uh, then uh, Saturday afternoon, we've got something going on. I, you know, I, we have, and this is not a, a flex at all, but we have a lot of things and I have to look at in my calendar. Uh, oh, we have know, the... Sounds uh, like a flex to me. <laughs> we have the booze, brews, and blues festival i'm i don't know what's yeah. anyways the hope in the hope mills town park for the hope, the town of hope mills that's oh, awesome okay so we're doing that saturday and then saturday night we have the halloween party at, at the rail house and this is saturday october 20 this is, yeah 29th yeah, yeah so yeah. It, this is passed by yeah. the time yeah. this is published we do a, um we do a lot of things for uh 1035 so awesome. rock 1035 they kelly west there she calls us and hires us for a bunch of bunch of things like that that's cool man that's great you're definitely big parts of the community here and uh always appreciate your help in my several businesses that i have you know music and uh real estate for sure um so if you'd like to reach out to bobby and uh give him a holler on something some project you got going on he like he said before he's very busy busy guy so you know don't take offense if he can't take it on because the dude literally has 48 jobs pretty much yeah and he's good at all of them we just we were just on 1025 too did you hear us that morning on that i forgot about that i was i didn't get up that it was early wasn't it it was early they had they uh we were the first man to be on there in, in several years for That's awesome uh patrick kelly oh yeah patrick kelly remember him yeah. i haven't seen him in a while he had us on there that's, that's awesome that's pretty cool yeah man definitely yeah live, live, that, you know as much as i'd like to s- say that this is the end all be all live radio is it's got to be an experience it's mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you it's it's been fun to me and like every single time that i ever do anything live on the radio or i'm always just like so grateful to be able to do this and i have taken it for granted before but you know it's, it's like like my daughter will say you know not many 
not not many girls have or not many kids have dads that are doing the things that you're doing and i think it's really cool and that makes me feel so good you know what i mean yeah it's like you know not many dads are going out and playing you know these big festivals or you know private parties for these you know big wigs and things like that so Mm -hmm. it's really an honor to be able to do that and i'm sincerely grateful to everybody to that gives us a chance to do that Oh, yeah. Moore County, I can attest, as far as music goes, has been, uh, I mean, they're the reason that we uh, were, in my case, were, in your case, and Tim and Whiskey Pines, able to do those things full-time for, you know, especially Tim for a living. And, yeah. you know, it's Moore County supported me always, and that was back when we had five, literally five venues, and I played every single one of them every week. Yeah, I remember. And they still showed up. They probably didn't want to, but it's probably the only place they could go. Remember, it was you, you and Brad Stockham was making the rounds, boy. Yeah. Old man. Brad. The old days. Olden days, yeah. if you will. Speaking of old, man. Brad could rip that guitar up. You know? Oh, yeah, man. I haven't heard him play. I haven't talked to him in a while. I know. I haven't either. It's been a long time. Uh, but, yeah, Brad Stockham was a fantastic musician, and uh, him and his brother, too. Uh, Chase Stockham, very fantastic musician, and Still see Chase every now and then, but Brad hadn't seen him in a long time. But uh, he definitely helped me get my start solo, kind of you know yeah. doing my own thing outside of the band. And get days, so that was I'm super thankful for that for sure. So yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a good it's a good area, Moore County, to live, breathe, uh, work. You know, we got a lot of diverse people here, and that's why we're doing this show is because we want to spotlight people like Mr. Bobby Hancock. And um, again, thank you, Bobby Hancock, for coming and listening, uh, coming and hanging out with us today on the podcast on More or Less with Tony Barnes and thank you executive producer Frank Daniels for for having us today as well thank you thank you for letting me talk about my favorite subject for the past hour and a half yourself (laughs) (laughs) yes sir this is the Bobby Hancock oh lord (laughs) signing off (laughs) thank you guys so much I appreciate it that's right y'all take care we'll see you next time we'll hear hear, listen you'll listen you'll hear us you'll hear us us next time that's how we say All right, we're signing off. Thank you, Sandy. Then we get started, get get kind of loose, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, you're probably going to want to get rid of that gum. That's right. (laughs) So, uh, Bobby, um, how's your day, Then You're pretty good today? Might as well eat some carrots while you're on the mic.